This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's the success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. What's up, Ray? Doc, how you doing, man? It's so good to hear your voice, Doc. Man, listen, I just came from something I'm so pumped up about. I gotta, I can't wait to tell you about this. So I'm working with the, uh, the women's volleyball team at Pitt. And they're getting ready to get to this level where they're going to get to this tournament. And so they need to focus on working as a team. And I did this okay. technique. Oh my goodness. Listen to this. So here's what I did. I have them, we're in the locker room and I had them all put their hands in a circle. Like they all circled up. Everybody put their hands in the circle and they kept one hand on the outside. And I made them, I said, lock arms in the middle. So they all locked arms in the middle. And then I went around on the outside and that arm that was standing out, I started pulling on it. But they were all locked. They were since they were locked in with their hands. So I pulled on each and every one of their arms. Afterward, we sat down and I said, "What happened whenever I had when I was pulling on your arms?" They said we were locked in, and I said that's exactly what we got to do. So we spent the rest of the session talking about what would stop them from being locked into the team from here on out, and we addressed everything. And we said we got to keep our hands in. And uh, it was such a beautiful metaphor for what they're going through and what teams go through, what organizations go through. When you got to do something, you got to be hands in. Look, look, look. So it's it's really funny because that's that's with personal growth. That's with that's with life itself. Mm. Like I think that the one thing that that distracts people from really really touching the legacy or the destiny or whatever it is, bro, is that it's impossible to stay locked in. Mm-hmm. You're like, you you, you got to remember when, when me and you were younger, we didn't have too many distractions, right? So we could actually stay locked in on the things that we actually had in front of us. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, bro, it's a whole. And, and so the team concept, what makes that so, I used to always say to the Ravens when I was playing with them, I used to always say, when I used to hit a chance, I used to always say, one heartbeat, mm. one mind. See, because once you get on one accord, then everybody gets it. And that's why that locking technique that you did with them was so crucial because it, it, it lets them know, no, I'm not depending on just one of you. I'm depending on all of us to do what we do individually very well. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you as know. you say, I love when you say one heartbeat. You got, you have to put aside anything that's, what's, whatever's getting in your, like you always say distractions. You got to put aside those distractions and be oh, focused yeah. on the one goal that you have. And if you have one heartbeat, you have one goal. Yeah. I mean, you made a career yeah. out of motivating your team to be focused on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought, I thought actually that we were, I thought you was going to tell me your motivation was your Superman shirt you had on today. <laughs> you know why I got this Superman shirt on? I'm going to tell you why. I got to let people know what you and I are doing. So I'm in the prison the other, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago and I'm running a group in a prison and I look yeah. at the biggest guy in the group and I said to him, how many push-ups you do every day? And this dude's big. He said, Man, I always do a minimum of 500. I said, 500? All right, listen, I'm not going to do that, but <laughs> but here is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I said, I'm going to give you 300 push-ups. I'm gonna do, I said, I'm asking you guys to work on your emotions, so I'm going to work on, on my physique. I'll, give, I'll do 300 push-ups a day, and uh, what I would like our audience to know, because this is the kind of person you are, this is who I know, the moment I told you about this story, you're like, boom, I'm in. So you you just added that to whatever else you're doing. So I've been doing these 300 push-ups every day at a minimum. Some days I get 400. That's why I wore the Superman shirt. Oh, oh, so you feel buff? I'm fat. <laughs> I'm just asking, dog. Just tell me what's going on. You feel you, so the Superman shirt make you feel good about yeah, yourself? Yes, it does. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. That'll put me in the right mood for the. <laughs> I like how uh, if I do three hundred push-ups, it takes me roughly twelve and a half hours to complete. I know you do them in like five minutes, but. <laughs> oh man, no, that's good stuff though. You, you, uh, being locked in is um is 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 really I think is it is what it's it's the foundation of any great team. It's mm-hmm. it's just staying locked in and. uh I'm telling you throughout my career, um, it was one thing that I think early, 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 man, uh, Marvin Lewis, I never forget. Um, I come in the next day as a rookie and Pepper Johnson is actually in front of me starting. And I come in, doc, and I look at Marvin and I'm like, Marv, listen, there's no way I can play weak side linebacker. He says, no way. And he was like, really? And I was like, nah. And I said, and there's another thing I got to tell you, Marv, I can't wear number 53. I can't do it, Marv. I need 52. And he said, he said, he said, well, why can't you play weak side linebacker? I said, because first of all, I'm going to overrun, I'm going to overrun every play going front side because I, I can't stay back side. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, but we can teach you that. I said, Marv, but if you put me in the middle, I'm the glue. I keep everybody locked in. I'm gonna let everybody mm. know where the play is going. Mm. I'm gonna let, and, and man, I never forget once he gave me, you know, the, the, his blessing to say, okay, go ahead and do it. And it took me about a year or two to start molding that team to understand that if we do this together, wins and losses come a dime a dozen, mm. but doing things together, you will remember forever. Whether it's the whether it's the worst loss you ever took or the biggest win you ever had in your life, if you do it together, there will be moments found in that that you will never forget a day in your life. Mm. You know, and I, and I'm telling, I learned that early, and I, I wanted to pass that 
two people that may be, you know, at this point of maybe on the brink of seeing a championship or maybe on the brink of not having the right team and, 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 and what it means in every moment, there's a moment to learn something. That's, that's, that's the lesson. When let me ask you this, was there, was there a time, like a specific moment when you knew that you were the, the, um, you had the the, them convinced that you were the leader or was that gradual? It was gradual. It was gradual because I had what, 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 what I did have was I had a way that was just an everyday way. It Mm. wasn't, it wasn't every other day. Mm. Right. And so that's what became consistent is that people was like, man, can this guy have this energy every day? And then once you were around me long enough, you was like, wait a minute, this man got this energy every day. Like this man is running to the ball like he's a freaking little kid, like every, <laughs> like every day. And, 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 and I think that's what, you know, even coaches, you know, when they started to come and they say, you know, they used to ask me like, why you touch the ball every play? Like, why do you do that? And then players used to start asking me like, why do you touch the ball? Every play, like in practice, like I'm touching the ball every play, like mm. no matter where the ball is at, right? And and it started to create this thing that started to create a habit. So it became a habit of not just mine, but it became a habit of my teammates. It's like take, take your job and take your job even to the next level, right? By by by, by being by letting somebody see you do something. That ain't normal. It ain't normal for, for a linebacker to sit on a pass play, a bomb throw 90 yards downfield and you take off and sprint downfield and touch the guy 90 yards downfield and then mm. sprint back for your next play. <laughs> ah, you, you, you ain't doing that. You no. know, guys are got, yeah, they taking three steps and stop and get right. ready for the next play. Right. <laughs> but you dedicated yourself yeah. mind, body and spirit. That's why you were able to do that. And plus the workouts that you went through. Doc, listen, I'm telling you, I, I, what I want to pass really that I want people to understand about the essence of true greatness. Muhammad Ali said something in a quote, and I remember this quote as a child, and he said, I hated every day of training, but if it meant living my life as a champion, then I'll do it all over again. Mm. And it never left me. And it never left me. So training for me, the games was, let me tell you why the games was so fun for me. Because what I did to myself mentally, physically, and spiritually in a weight room and through training, once I got on the field, I was like, really? Like, I promise you, you don't have a chance because you do not know what I'm thinking. (laughs) And you do not know that I'm really, I mean, you may think, and I want people to understand this because this is deep I went in. You may think that it's about a win or a loss, but at the end of the day, when I got really mature in my game, Doc, honestly, I, I really started playing for people's souls. Hmm. Like I wanted to be remembered on Thanksgivings. I wanted to be remembered on Christmases. I wanted hmm. to sit back and let people once talk about me in 1985 when we was having a conversation and I was talking about how great Lawrence Taylor and Ronnie Lott and Mike Singletary and Eric Dickerson and Tony Dorsett and John Riggins and by my goodness, I saw greatness from a, from a, from a totally different level. And I saw, I saw Ronnie Lott start playing 
to a point to where he was impacting men the way they looked at him. Mm. The way they looked at him, Doc, because of because of what they started to feel, his impact of hitting them and exploding into them. I'm telling you, it's something when you chase greatness simply because you have the choice to chase it. Well, you mm-hmm. did it, first of all. I yeah. mean, that's the amazing thing. I mean, we're sitting here talking and you, you, you get to look at this point in your life and say, I did it. And you are on that conversation. And um, there there aren't players. I, I, right now, I don't think there are players. You know, I, I hope that we can see that type of excitement again. Um, because I just don't see it right now. Um, I, I for have being able to have come as far as you ca- came as a little kid, knowing you wanted that, imagining yourself when you I remember you told me before, like John Riggins, like thinking, imagining that, and then you visualized it so clearly, you became it. So I, there has to be a moment where you step back and just look, like, is it surreal for you to be like, I can't believe, like, I I, I am that conversation on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I would tell you, um, the day that it became real to me, I was in New York and I was at an award show and I never forget it. And I was had my back turned and when I got ready before I got ready to turn around, I heard the crowd like yelling. I think I told you this story. They was just yelling, LT, LT, LT. And when I turned around, as soon as I saw LT, it was Lawrence Taylor. And as soon as I saw his face, he dropped and bowed before me. <laughs> and he said, the greatest of all time. And I stepped back for a minute and I said, wait a minute. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is the same guy me and my grandfather was watching on television. And mm. he told me that's what a man is. Mm. That was my first introduction to La- to introduction <laughs> to Lawrence Taylor. Is that what, that's a man. Right there. Mm. And for him to say that to me, I sat there and I never forget. I left that event and I sat on the balcony and I was just like, wow, Lawrence Taylor just told me that I was the greatest man. This is like wow. really freaking cool. Like this <laughs> <Wow>. is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, and I think that's when you, you realize, you know, you, you've made a, a great impact on, on other warriors who've come before you and not only were you talented, but you impacted them in a way because maybe they seen a glimpse of, of, of themselves in, in me. Yeah. Well, there, and there are so many people who just absolutely, you are, that's, that's the picture for them. You've become that hero. And I, 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 you know, it it makes me happy when I listen to people and they tell me about, they say, look, raise my idol. You know, I meet people all the time. They know how close we are. So they'll tell me that. And uh, I say, if you only even knew who he is, um, it would be that much better for you because of the type of person I know you are. We have an awesome show lined up for everybody today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have some questions from fans, and we're going to address them. So stick around. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners. 
and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, we're back. We are uh we are talking about well we got some we have some great questions from fans that we're going to address. But before we do, right before the break, we were talking about that vision and you seeing things and it kind of hit me cuz Conor McGregor won this past weekend. He knocked out he now has two yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh there was some, what he said afterward really struck me because they they asked him about it and he said, "Really, how did it feel? He said, it kind of just felt familiar because I have seen it Mm-mm. so many times in my head before this happened that it really just felt familiar. And I was like, my goodness, that is the embodiment of a mental champion. When, 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 when that part of your game is in place, there is no competition between an opponent. Mm. The competition is between yourself. Yeah, and how you're gonna go into the battle? Yeah. Oh, because warriors like him, they go into the battle. He 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 went into the battle with a free mind. Right. So if his mind is free, his heart is free, and then it's, if his heart is free, his skills are free to do whatever they came to do. <laughs> and they came oh, to do it. <laughs> and they came to do it. <laughs> they did. So, yeah. uh, so we talk about, you know, you got to visualize from the time you were a kid, seeing Lawrence LT, you got to end up becoming that. Um, but then at some point, as everything happens, uh, you know, time catches up with everybody, your career changed. We had a, I mean, and then you were, and you retired. And we have a great question from Casey Craddock. Um, and, and listen to this question. He says, um, the greatest accomplishment in my life, other than my kids, was becoming a United States Marine. In the civilian life, I'm having a hard time finding the same sense of accomplishment. Do you ever feel that way since leaving the game? What a question, Casey. Thank. First of all, Casey, let me just say this before I even turn to Ray. Uh, both Ray and I can't thank you enough for your service. But Ray, what what do you what do you think about that question? Well, I'm I'm agree with you about thanking him for his service. Oh my gosh, um, the things that those guys do. For our country is just absolutely incredible. Um, but what I will say is, I don't know if, if he, is he, if he's ever used what he sacrificed for this side of life. You know, sometimes I think we leave what we've done behind because people try to make you leave it behind. That's why the word retire is a bad word for people who still have visions. Because they think when you retire from something that your life's supposed to stop or you're supposed to be done. But actually, Casey, if I was to tell you anything, brother, you're just getting started. Mm. Because what you've done on the battlefield only prepared you for your new battlefield, which is helping somebody else get through that. Let me tell you what my greatest motivation is in life right now is that I once was on the battlefield of football and I once was able to inspire people by making plays and making interceptions and making big hits and all of these things. And I got off the field, Doc, and 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 my entire motivation realized why my platform was what it was. Because now instead of inspiring people by making football plays, I inspire people 
that has cancer that they can keep fighting. Mm-hmm. I inspire young kids that's at the Hope for Henry, the Sinai Hospital in Baltimore. I inspire them to that life will be okay. And they got cancers that most of them will never leave the hospital, doc. Mm. So when I tell you how to transfer your motivations, transfer your motivations, but keep it in the same family, what you've always did case. Mm -hmm. And that is you've always helped people. So continue to help people. And then you will see a greater impact because now you only see, I used to hear the, I used to hear the roar from the stands and you used to hear it so loud and used to be like, Oh my gosh, all these people are roaring. And when I came out of this stadium, when I came out of the tunnel and did my dance and did this battle cry, all these people are screaming. But doc, let me tell you something. There's a roar so loud. To when you give a cancer patient hope. Mm. It's one of the greatest sounds I've ever heard in my life. Mm. And this guy, he, he, he came to the, um, he came to my foundation weekend, Baltimore 1000, and he was around. And I'm going to delay a little bit so people don't think I'm just kind of trying to get around this, but I'm trying to find his name because I want to call his name out, but I, he he came up to me and he said, you're my hero. He said, you're all I ever known. He said, I've watched your whole career. He's older than me. Mm-hmm. He says, I watched your entire career, man. And I just don't know how a man like you kept going out of all the things you've been through in life. He said, but I got something to share with you, Ray. And I said, well, what's that, brother? He said, I got cancer. Mm-hmm. He said, I got to go to the doctor and. The doctor gonna give me these tests and I don't know what to do, right? And I said, his name was Bobby McLean, mm. lives in Baltimore. Mm. I said, Bobby, I said, Bobby, let me, let me just pray for you right quick, Bobby. Let me just grab you right quick. And I grabbed him, doc, and I started praying for him. And I said, doc, I, I said, Bobby, I want you to do something with me. I said, I want you to just recite these affirmations. I am whole. I am perfect. I am loving. And my body is, is free of all disease, all sickness, all pain, all, all stress. Just, just speak it, speak it, speak it. Mm. And when you leave me, keep speaking it, keep speaking it. Mm. And man speaks one thing, but God speaks a different language. And he called me the, and he texted me the other day. He emailed me back the other day, doc. And I got to read it because this is really, for what the question was, I've been telling him, I said that you got to trust God. He hit me back, Doc. He said, I have my test results. I have my test results. They came back negative. Mm. Pray, praise God. He's a good wow. God. And yes, great God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he beat cancer. He beat it. And, 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 and so if you're going to transfer anything, the excitement that I once had on the battlefield, I'm excited. I'm more excited now because of that was the setup of this new journey. That I, I mean, I got the chills when you said that. <laughs> I just got the chills when you said that. I, this is, this is what I, I see 
in you that I would say to Casey as well. Like your, you know, your identity and your identity is so much, it was, it's so much bigger than football. And I know that's so hard for people to believe that only saw you on TV and they think there's Ray Lewis, the football player, but your identity is so much bigger than that. And, and, and what I say to Casey is it's difficult when you live one way for a long period of time and you put your heart and your mind and your being into what you're doing. But then whenever you can't do that anymore, there's that sense of, well, I lost my identity and I'm not this or I'm not that anymore. But I think even even beyond the answer that you just gave is the passion in your voice. That's what's different. You know your identity because your identity is your passion for helping people. And you see that in many ways, football set a stage to help you help more people. So yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with yeah. you with that. With that feedback yeah. to Casey is about find out what that purpose is. Yeah, it prepared a table even in the presence of my enemies. Mm. Yeah, my my table was prepared. Absolutely. So Casey, just find that, find that passion, find it somewhere in life. It's somewhere in you because you've already lived it. Now you have to redirect it and find out what excites you now going forward. Great question. It great is. Question, it is though. a great question. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and one other piece I wanted to add about that that is um, what I'd say to Casey, because I think this fits with a lot of our listeners who might be transitioning into, you know, not doing something that they were doing that they really loved. And I'd say this. What was the thing that you got from being a Marine? Or let's say it's somebody else. You're transitioning into something else. What was it that you got? I mean, you had the sense of belonging. You had your sense of purpose. You had your self-efficacy, feeling good about what you were doing. So all the things, Ray, that you just talked about, um, that's exactly what it is. Like it's finding that in a new path and in a new way. I experienced this. Like I really, really did. I was an athlete my entire life. I I played uh, baseball in college. I really, you know, my brother played professionally uh, baseball. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll have the same path. But the truth is I wasn't a consistent enough hitter. So I didn't make it as a professional. And then all of a sudden, something I tried for my whole life, I had to shift. And I think when we do that, if you don't know your core, like you're talking about, then mm. it is very mm. cool. You do lose your identity. Mm-hmm. But once mm-hmm. you find it, like I found my passion became reading. Like I thought all the energy people like that I spent for years working out, I just turned it into reading. I'd start reading like five books a week. Like I just couldn't stop taking in information. And that became mm. my passion. And then like you, wow. same thing like you, I just wanted to help people. And so I felt I'll just keep reading and reading and learning. And this is how I'm going to help people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because your reading, your reading came from, from books and my reading came from people. Hmm. Like I, I read people like that, you know, like I, I think that's one thing I do very well. Like, spirit of like discernment right of i can tell you a good or bad spirit like immediately when i come through the door you know and it's like it's it's that one ingredient i think that that will separate you the moment you can you know that you can really you know figure that out man i'm telling you it's a great it's something that we should hit on more often bro because i think a lot of people would love to hear a lot of different ways around that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I do. I do. I think that's a very common thing that people are struggling yeah. struggling with. Yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'd say to Casey that you're, you know, you're definitely not alone. And, uh, I agree with yeah. Ray. It's a great question. It is something we need to talk about a lot because it's, it's, it's happening to a lot of people out there. Yeah. 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 It's huge, man. Look, look, I remember you, you said something. I think we was, we was just talking about, you know, what, what the, what the career was. What was the moment that you like figured it out? Um, and I think, you know, I want to leave people every day with something that they can actually practice. Mm. Right. And this ain't just to Casey. I think this is to anybody who's listening. Find something in today that you've never done before, but it doesn't excite you, but it blesses somebody else. Because see, a lot of times we can't feel the pain or depression that someone else is going through unless we directly meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the problem. Sometimes we don't meet people where they are. You know, it's like why I always stop for a homeless person, because regardless of if he's homeless or not, there's something that he's going through that I can't relate to at that moment. Right. You no. Know? And, and yeah. And so that's why the purpose of everything you're talking about, I think I think everybody casing everybody, man, when you find motivation in just blessing people, then you will always have a job. you always have a passion you're right you're right my dad told me that by the way when i got into psychology he said i'm glad you're in psychology because you are always going to have a job (laughs) but it's when when you you get (laughs) but when you get in the profession and the mindset the mindset of helping others you're right it feeds your spirit um we're all body mind and spirit so it's great to work on the body it's great to work on the mind but it's our spirit and we got to feed our spirit and i think a lot of times when people stop doing something that they've done for a very long time their spirit can become empty if they haven't been feeling their feeling their spirit up so i I think that's huge yeah great thoughts yeah definitely great thoughts what else you was going well you just like i think you just like mess with me (laughs) <laughs> you like messing with me. You like look at me in my my clothes, and you say uh, hey, that I'm not stylish. Hey doc, hey doc, doc. I know we, I doc. I know we on show, but can I just ask you one question, right quick, doc? Good. I need you to tell me: Is Pittsburgh quiet right now? Oh my goodness, I can't take it. I didn't... <laughs> oh my goodness, doc. Listen. Doc, listen my, to me. My, I, just, I, just need, I just need our <laughs> listeners to know. Doc lives in Pittsburgh. Die hard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So I don't know how Baltimore Raven and the Pittsburgh Steelers fan looked up to, to do a podcast anyway. Just so he can Doc, rub this in my face. Antonio Brown scores the touchdown with a minute and 18 seconds left. 42 seconds on the clock. And you let Lord them Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh. <laughs> about to go out of my mind. So, I, gonna... <laughs> is it that hard as a defender to not reach for somebody's face mask and then for them to do it two plays in a row? Steelers just didn't even get caught on the first one. The second one they get caught on. They get an extra 15 yards and I'm out of my mind going, I gotta ask Gray this. I gotta know. Is it that hard to not reach for somebody's face mask? 
there are rules. <laughs> there are rules in the game that should not be in the game. Because the human nature of the body, you can never make do that. You can't even train you can't even train the mind to work towards it. Football football is one of the most unpredictable moments because every time you snap the ball, you will never do the same thing twice. Mm. Ever. Ever. It's, it's, it's unlike a boxer, right? You're going to throw the jab a thousand times. You're going to throw the right hook maybe a hundred times. So, yeah, you got to consistently basketball. You're going to make the shot from one side. But football, every time the ball snapped. Let me tell you something. I saw a play last night, and, I, and, and Doc, I almost had to keep my blood from boiling. And this is why I have to be very careful with how I use social media because I will say anything out of my mouth, right? <laughs> and I'm and I'm watching this last night and the Seattle Seahawks playing the Patriots and Cam Chancellor blitzes off the edge and he has to dip up under this tackle because the tackle is kind of trying to push him down and so he dips up on him but he has to stay low. He don't have a hydraulic system where he can make him come back up. I about to work <laughs> like that. So he helps understand that. And he dives and try to make whatever play he could, and he hits Brady in his knee. Doc, let me tell you something. I wanted to jump through the television and scream to Brady, "Can you freaking stop crying? <laughs> this is the freaking this is the freaking battlefield, right? What what is he supposed to do? I know he's supposed to crawl to you. He's supposed to do everything he can to get to you. That's what our job is. And I'm watching him last night. As soon as Cam Chancellor hit him, he points at the referee like, man, I want you to look at this, Doc. I, pl- I promise you. I want you to look at this play, how quickly he pointed at the referee. And I'm saying, how you going to go to a black and white when you out here in battle? I know. This battle. I know. This battle. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. You don't man. have to convince me about that because I have seen uh, I've seen Brady get away with some calls when uh, they play my Steelers. I'll tell you that much. I feel like you can't go anywhere near him. You even sneeze near him, you get the penalty. Doc, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off. I just want to ask you about Steelers. I'm sorry. Yeah, it still hurts. I'm not gonna lie. It still hurts <laughs> because you know why? When when Ben when they when he hit Antonio Brown with that touchdown pass. That's one of my favorite plays. I love that play whenever, whenever you fake the spike and then hit the, hit the, hit the, the actually hit the spike. receiver. Uh, I love, I was out of my, my dogs were so afraid because I was screaming so loud. I think they thought that I was something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was dead quiet in my house after the Cowboy scored. <laughs> Sorry, no, I didn't mean to bring it up, man. Man, but uh, you know what? You gotta, hey, listen, I gotta try to be, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to I'm 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 trying to make myself look good. That's why I wear this Superman shirt. But I'm not the most stylish person in the world, but I tell you what, one place that kind of helps me start to look stylish is this 54 club, man. I know that we uh I know we've talked a lot about that appearance, man. We got to have the right kind of appearance when people see us. Um I just want to help you out. I need <laughs> I need help out when it comes to style. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but no, it's, it's really, it's really interesting because, you know, we've been kind of doing some stuff with this five, four club and it's just, it's really interesting because they have people who can actually pick up your personalities and learn like what your flavor is and they can help you create like your own image. And I think that's kind of really what like makes it exciting because they, they help you kind of create your own world. You know, like yeah. if you understand, like, like my closet, you walk in my closet, it's like, what is going on in here? Like you have to know where, where everything is 
and everything. But I think what Five Four Club does is is really unique. It's a very unique thing um, that they do to really help people understand clothing. Well, you know, you always say uh, you'll look at me, you'll be like, "Really, really, Doc," and then uh, that's pretty much what people say when they look at my outfits. <laughs> really, that's what you picked out. Um, I've, I've had experiences where I've come home from work and my wife looks at me and tells me, "Please, God, tell me you didn't wear that today." I'm like, there's really, really nothing I can do about this now. Uh, I'm home. It's no, the end we of the walk, day. We, we walk in a black tie event, and you walk in with combat boots and jeans on. <laughs> with a black blazer. <laughs> I, I, just I love don't... you, though. I love you. That's why I love you. That's why I love you, because you are 100% you. That's beautiful, <laughs> man. That's beautiful. It's me. But hey, listen, if you're our yeah. listeners out there, you want to get, figure out how to get a part of this. You, you know, you go to this 54club.com and you can actually create your profile based on your style and your preferences and all that. It's only $60 a month and you get to actually become a member. So I think that's, uh, that's really how it happens. And then you get to, you'll get free delivery, free size exchanges. Um, you get 50% off all their items in their e-store. And, and like I say, the most important part, they get your, you, you get their how to wear style suggestions so that they can actually help you so you don't come in combat boots and a, <laughs> attempt at a black blazer. I need to, I need, I need to get my kids hooked up with the freaking five, four club. If another one of my sons walk in asking for a dog on $300 pair of shoes, you done lost your mind. <laughs> my house, I'm asking for that. You buy me these shoes for $300, $300. Boy, I can get you 10 pair of shoes for $300. <laughs> well, look, you're in luck because 5-4 Club's offering that. Uh, there are our fans 40% off their first month package. And uh, all they have to do is use the promo code LIFE at checkout. And uh, if they do that, you know, you ask your kids to do that because they're also throwing in a free pair of Mark McNary sunglasses that's valued at $75. So it's 54club.com and use the code LIFE at checkout for 40% off and a free pair of shades with their order. You know what I was going to say? I don't want to forget to tell our listeners um, that uh, we want to kind of throw this contest out here and just really kind of have you see the clothes that motivate you. So if you go on Twitter or Instagram and you post a picture of yourself wearing your 5-4 Club outfit or any outfit that motivates you and you use the hashtag dress for life and uh we're going to pick our favorite post and we'll send you a little something mm-hmm. extra so that's hashtag d-r-e-s-s the number four and life dress for life and ray and i'll pick the best dress post to win something extra to keep them motivated stick okay, around when we come back ray's gonna probably tease me a little bit more about the Steelers, but we got some really good questions coming or coming your way all right, we're back and, uh, we got a lot of great questions from fans and, uh, we, listen, uh, we appreciate it. Send in your questions because Ray and I really will talk about them. Like this question from Jack Mathias. He says, um, I work with gentlemen with special needs and I'm very passionate about it, but how do I get my staff to feel the same way? So Jack, that's a great, great question. And as you know, obviously he's asking, because you're legendary for getting people to be motivated for something. So we want to address this question for you, Jack. How do you get people to be motivated to feel the same way? I don't know. Let me, let me make sure I say this clearly, right, Jack? I don't know if I can get them to be motivated the same way, 
I think you can be the example of what they should be and you can really require them to um to do things that you know they wouldn't normally do um you know I'll give you an example like you know at practice I just always had this like gut this feeling in my gut every time a player would sit in meetings and just just totally disrespectful, right? Just would talk about anything or say anything to coaches that was just so out of the freaking way in left field, right? And I used to sit there and I used to say, you would curse in front of an adult like that? Like mm-hmm. he's an adult. He's your elder. Mm-hmm. Like, and no matter how much money you have, like it, you don't have enough money to, to, to speak about the things that you're talking about in front of him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what I think, what started to happen was is you start to create this culture of no that's really not acceptable mm. and it's the things that's not acceptable right not that you necessarily want to change people to be something that they're not you just want to tell them don't do things that's not acceptable like when you come to work when you work with special needs kids you should have nothing on your plate when you come in there that day if mm. that's what your job is mm-hmm. right your your energy should be so so just i mean just so just enlightening just yes. you, you, yeah you just want to bless people you just want to be a light you want to smile no matter if you don't have gas money no matter if you did just got in an argument with your boyfriend your wife or whoever no matter if you did get a bad text no matter you know what i'm saying right, all right, of these right. things yeah that we put in front of Sometimes moments that you can never get back. So what I tell, so what I would tell Jack to do is challenge them to be better themselves, not be better towards nobody else. Be better yourself, because once you better yourself, then you'll pay attention to your environment and who needs what and how they need it. I'm telling you, it's 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 one of the greatest tricks that leaders figure out. Leaders figures leaders figure out that. To influence people to really do something that they're really they may not be built to do, you have to be the example. I I, I get it. When you started saying this, I was like getting so excited because I just did a training uh, with the Department of Corrections with my yield theory on leadership, and I said mm-hmm. the the one thing we need is to get people excited about is your why. When you know your why, when you know why you're there, when you know your passion, Mm -hmm. that's what people are going to buy into. Like you said, if Mm -hmm. you come in there and you're the one that's leading by example, it can't be come in here, hey, uh, you guys be uh, uh, excited. It's doing exactly what you said. It's running all that down the field to get the ball and coming back and touching the ball every time. It's setting the example yourself. So I think we have, you know, that Simon Sinek talks about his golden circle, about the what, the how, and the why. He says, you know, we know our what. We know what we're going to do. We know how we're going to do it. But the why is what makes all the difference in the world. When you know your Mm -hmm. why, other people are going to follow. So absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I'd say to Jack. I say, you got to know your why and, and, and focus on your passion and just sharing yep. your passion because when yeah. people see that they feed off of that, they want that. Yeah. yeah. Spread it, spread it and spread it loud enough to let them know that maybe things that they do, you do not approve of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay to share that, share yes. that information. Man, that's one thing. I'm. Oh my gosh. I think that was the, one thing that everybody knew about me since high school, if he if he feels it, he gonna say it. Yeah. You 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 may not like it, but if he feels it, he gonna say it. And that's what I think 
you know, leaders that's people that's in Jack's you know position should you know be okay with voicing this opinion. Look, look, te- teeth and tongue fall out, so you won't get along with everybody every day at work. Mm-hmm. You know, just let me say that to people. I never went to work to get along with everybody. I went to work to work with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Like I'm not, I don't know what goes on in the household every night. But what I can do is I can come to work and I can be this light and I can be this energy and I can be this positive spirit that if you did have something you're going through, I can give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. That's why I think so many guys came to me while I was playing, while I'm not playing, while, I, while, while I'm retired, before games. Look, I used to, I used to talk to Chad Johnson a lot Saturday nights before we got ready to play them. Now you, you would, you would, People say, why would you talk to the opponent, you know, if it's Saturday night? Right. It's because I was trying to get him to see something else. I wanted him to to understand the opportunity. So, Jack, sometimes you may have to take them, take them a different place and meet them where they are and, and let them understand the opportunity that they have. To work with special needs people. Mm-hmm. Because if, if, if you work with special needs people, then, then that means you, you, you have to be special to be in that building. Yep. Because if you're not, if you're not, then you're just picking up a check and then, then there's something that's harsh. And sometimes you gotta cut ties with people that are just picking up checks. Right. Yeah. Maybe no, they're you're not. Right. Yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah. You, you, you also hit on something earlier that I definitely want to highlight, which is the gratitude. Um, when, when mm-hmm. you have gratitude for what you are, what you have and the position that you're in, it changes things. It physiologically changes people when they express gratitude. So, you know, from Jack, from you expressing gratitude for what you do see that's positive to doing exactly, like I said, what I agree with Ray a hundred percent. Sometimes you just need to, there's some people that aren't cut out for it. So if you say, listen, if you're not going to bring your heart and soul to it, maybe you're not right. But for those who are there and those who are going to ride with you, I say gratitude. Start to really emphasize gratitude in the workplace because when we're focused on gratitude, we can't simultaneously be focused on complaining. So I'd say, mm. You, mm. yeah, step up that gratitude. That's easy. That's good. That's really good. Man, there's so much. Every time, every week, we got a lot. That's why we're here for you every week. I'm going to tell you what, this show, this time, it flies by. Um, and, uh. Let me tell you, let me, let me tell you something. And I think every week, you know, I want to, I want to really leave people with kind of a, a thought, right? Like, seriously, like, people got to understand this. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how successful you may find yourself being. You get one chance every day in life to touch one soul. The only problem that we find ourselves missing in life, and it's a problem. And the reason why it's a problem, because everything we talked about today was about influencing or finding your purpose in life and maybe your job is done maybe you've went through a bad relationship maybe you've been through a bad divorce maybe you've just been counted out of life but i want to challenge you and this is something we're going to we'll talk about next time but i want to challenge everybody because time 
every day, there are 86,400 seconds mm. in a day. In a day. And you got to ask yourself, out of those 86,000, how many of them do you actually use to help somebody else? See, because remember, life has took us in so many different places, Doc. Mm. And, 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 and things are so fast now. So we, we never slow down to reflect, but I want people to grab a book, grab your iPad, grab your phone. Don't put it in a book, put it in a book. Don't put it in your phone. And I want you to write 86,400 seconds down and every day pay attention to how much time you actually spend blessing somebody else. I love that. I just want to, yeah. I yeah. Love so, that. So this is the beginning, man. Seconds. Yeah. Every day. But just think about it. Every day. The moment your eyes, the moment your eyes open, it'll never change. And that's the, and that's the thing that every listener, that, that reason why we're doing this podcast and the reason why it's about tackling life, because we want to tackle all life issues, but we just don't want to tackle them. We want to give solutions. Right. We want to give people real options that says, listen, we're no, we're not perfect. We can only tell you the things that we've experienced, we've read, we've heard, we've watched, and we've applied. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. That's what we're about. And once, you, yeah, that's what we're about. And 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 for the, today, of all the things, and, and we hope you've picked up some good lessons. But what Ray just said is just huge. Eighty-six thousand four hundred seconds every single day. So use them, use them, and bless somebody. Thanks for. Uh, downloading the tackling life podcast for more tackling life content go to tacklinglifepodcast.com from there you'll find links to our pages on itunes google play and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get two all new episodes automatically downloaded every week there are there are also links to the tackling life facebook and twitter pages where you can become a part of the Tackling Life community and give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. And as you saw today, we're going to use that and we're going to talk to you about it. And please help spread the word and bring in new listeners by giving us a rating and review on our iTunes page. Until next time, for Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.